Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says for the next hour. I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Real news. Welcome, everyone, to the Tory Sess Show. I'm your host, Tori. Today is March 27, 2019. It is only Wednesday, and it feels like it's the longest week ever, doesn't it, guys? So much happening, so many things coming to the forefront, and, you know, we have a lot to discuss. We have a lot of things that seem to be rubbish and distractions. Why? Yesterday, not a lot of people talked about what I said was going to happen. Remember when the president vetoed the bill about the wall to stymie it? Remember? Remember how I said the House will try to override the veto? And people said, no, 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 no. They won't do it. They did it yesterday, but they didn't do it successfully. This was done. No one talked about it. Now... If the veto uh, override that they attempted was anywhere near to be successful, then so be it. People would be discussing it, of course. So we're looking at our timelines where people are just enraged. You know, even uh, congratulations to the hemorrhoids of the Obama administration like Axelrod and the mayor of Chicago claiming outrage. It's all for show. Remember yesterday I said, not only did he have an ironclad plea deal that he was like, I can victimize myself and that's the way it is and expunge it. But I said that he'll even have the audacity to sue the city of Chicago, right? And people laughed. No, he won't. Yes, he will. And Breitbart just put out an article where the lawyer said that they are, we're weighing our options in suing the Chicago Police Department. I said it, didn't I? I said it, why? Because this is an ironclad plea deal. Think about it, guys. Do you really think that it was a miscarriage of justice? Would a judge that's been on the bench only five years throw away his career? No, he wouldn't. And the fact that they're in such a compromising situation, considering that the state's attorney was talking with Michelle Obama's former chief of staff member, uh, you know, with the Smollett family, she's prosecuting, she's talking with them as well. Doesn't make sense, right? Um, That's not really allowed, So why does everyone think it's all about privilege? You got it wrong. And I see people, uh, you know, screaming and shouting. And listen, Chicago is a hot mess. It is Barack Hussein Obama land. You either comply with what they say and do as they say or get lost. Now, the Chicago PD 
in their own right, have every right to be upset. Every right. I mean, they never get any wins in their city, do they? They have the highest homicide by gun rate uh, in, in the nation, maybe even the world, you know, for documented, of course. Yet they have the strictest gun laws. Here they have an open, shut case. There should be no room for plea. You wrote the check. You uh, hired these guys. You know, it's done. You did this. And then you admitted to doing it, saying, I don't know what I was thinking. I was on drugs. I wasn't feeling good. It was all... I was just confused. I'm so sorry. And then he pleads and he's exonerated and now he wants to sue. Like, what is this? And this is exactly how corrupt people act when they know they're untouchable. But here's the thing. Don't worry. This was a win for general justice. They will get him somewhere else. Something called mail fraud. You know, those are federal things, right? Chicago PD has nothing to do with that. Because remember, when Jesse Smollett pulled this stunt. He pulled it to attack the president of the United States, his message, his supporters. And, it, it, you know, my mind just explodes thinking, how are people so gullible and dumb? Why can't they see what's really going on? That the that they the Chicago police even said that they followed the Nigerians to Nigeria. They knew they were, they moved global assets and global connections to keep an eye on these guys. They had their text messages. They were listening. They were paying attention. This is federal stuff, man. Think about it. I'm going to walk it through. Yesterday, I was um, so glad to have the only um, mainstream media, you would say, because they're on TV, I guess, uh, journalists have me on to explain my theory, which is super ironclad. I even said that he's going to sue the city of Chicago. I was right. And the thing is, what people don't see are the facts as they are. We're so enraged and using emotion rather than sit back and look at it from an objective perspective. We are victim to the very same thing we accuse the liberals of doing. Yes, there was corruption up until February 1st, right? Up until he was charged, they were trying to figure out when they didn't know what Chicago PD was doing, they didn't know that intelligence agencies were involved. They didn't know that the FBI was involved. They didn't know that Homeland Security, border, um, you know, customs and border at the airport uh, are intelligence assets in Nigeria. They didn't know that this was going on. So of course they were pulling strings where they could. And this is why once Jussie Smollett was prosecuted, the state's attorney recused herself from the case because she was texting with, you know, Chen, uh, who is a Chicago based attorney and talking through Chen to the family. And they all were pushing one thing. Think about it. Just think this is the key point. This is why I was excited because this is why so many things are going to happen and it's going to make your head explode. 
They were discussing how they could convince the Chicago Police Department to hand it over to the regional FBI in Chicago. Well, why would you do that? Why would you want to take it out of the police, which you can control very easily through your mayor, right? Because remember, Axelrod was, you know, uh, Obama's hemorrhoid. So was the mayor. They were so up his butt. They were part of it. So why were they pushing them and trying to coerce them, uh, you know, from all angles to hand it over to the regional FBI? Because that's still Obama's FBI. You get it? Because our president is cleaning up law enforcement, federal law enforcement, and the CIA, which, in my opinion, he should just dismantle completely. He doesn't need it. He's got a bunch of intelligence elements out there that can aggregate and create teams according to the needs and then disperse. That's what he needs to do. He needs to get rid of the CIA. But let's focus on this, right? So they were pushing to give it to the regional FBI, which means it's their people, right? And the police were upset. Like, what are you doing? Why are you trying to move it to another department? Like, what's going on? They were upset. They were like, what? You trying to say we can't do it? No, it's our jurisdiction. The crime happened here. Whatever. When they realized that he was under surveillance when he was prosecuted, this took another turn. By their own admittance, yesterday, it was the head of the Fraternal Order of Police or whatever in Chicago, said he had contacted the Department of Justice over a week ago to find out why Miss Fox was talking to an attorney, a private attorney in California. Who's that private attorney? And what was the deal he was trying to make? Was it Jussie, just do it? Yeah, guys, this is how it is. And, you know, the Wall Street Journal wrote an article drawing conclusions from the indictment, but they can't get anyone on the record to say how Nike approached the FBI. They didn't. The FBI approached them because they found out through this complaint, through the Department of Justice under, you know, because he went to the Department of Justice and said, look, something's wrong. The state's attorney's talking to a private attorney in California. You know, they're trying to push me. Uh, they're, they've been pushing us to move it to the FBI like something's up. Something is definitely up. I need you guys to look at it. This is corruption. See, the Department of Justice, the Office of the Inspector General in the Department of Justice oversees attorney generals of other states, oversees, you know, state's attorneys of other states because they're kind of part of their jurisdiction, but not really. Unless you can prove that there is some collusion or infer abuse of power, misuse of office and stuff like that. I have great experience in that. Um, I think the Department of Justice gets tired of all my filings. So this is what they did. And within a week, they had every right to see the messages or the calls between Miss Fox and Michael Avenatti, which led to Mark Giragos, who was the attorney for Justice Smollett. Guys, this is open shut. If you take a step back, just take a step back. Things like this don't happen. And, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, my God, such a conspiracy. Even on the show, and I think I tweeted out the full segment. Um, it's on the Facebook page of POV. I said he might even sue the city of Chicago, and I'm okay. He's like, no, 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 he won't sue. And I was like, I'm just saying, you know. And I was right. 
you know, because you have to be careful what you say because people are like, oh, this is like tinfoil. Well, how tinfoil is this now, huh, guys? Because it's all going to come to the forefront. The bottom line is, like I said over a week ago, we are going to be seeing indictments rain down. And it's not going to be the perp walks we want to see just yet. Everything is coming apart. There's like this one thread, you pull it and everything's just falling. It takes a while to get things done because you got to do it right. And you got to get them to a point where it's so evident that even the most deranged people in the nation are like, well, hold on a second. You know, this worked in benefit of people asking questions like, how is he getting off when this was ironclad? Oh my gosh, did the police lie? Like this is, this is exactly the conversations ensuing. We've got liberals saying, well, that's not right. We've got other people saying, well, there goes the white privilege card. I guess you have to be black and gay to be privileged. You know, we've got people coming out with his connections to the Obama administration and Kamala Harris, who's running for president right now, right? Tons, tons. You know, bottom line is we've got some two, we got two guys that are attorneys. Obviously, Avenatti is completely unhinged. He's supposed to be an attorney. He should know better than to run his mouth and start saying, well, I'm going to tell and watch this. And dude, you already got caught on video and audio trying to extort money out of Nike for whatever rubbish they did. They're corrupt. We know it. There's, there's a long list of crap they did. Long list. Nobody cares. And, you know, people screaming, oh, my gosh, how is this happening in this day and age? It's a battle, guys. Some battles are lost because you're going to get the war. And you think he's getting off? Remember, there's already been and it's still ongoing on a federal level for investigation. Because when it leads back, I'm telling you it's going to lead back to CNN because Don Lemon pushed this. Don Lemon was the first to speak with him. Don Lemon was the one go to the police. Don Lemon put him in charge, put him, put him in contact with everyone, got him spots at good morning, good day, America, whatever. He got him on there where he was crying like a front hole, like couldn't hold himself. Right. And we had uh, Mark Hiragos be his attorney and Mark Hiragos is no funny bunny attorney, right? He's not a creepy porn lawyer. He's a creepy murderer, kleptomaniac, pervert lawyer, right? So he's high level. And he also is supposedly the lawyer of Michael Avenatti. You think he wants to be his lawyer? No, he's forced to because they've been doing dirty dealings. And for anyone that thinks that if you get caught for extortion once, That they won't look into your past financial records to find you doing it again. You got to be super dumb because this is where it's going to come out where they're going to be looking. I mean, he filed, what was it? $4 million in tax returns. I mean, that's insane. Usually you want to hide money, not pretend you have money because the IRS is no joke. Um, So they're going to say, all right, where'd you get this money? Remember the Kavanaugh uh, complainant? Did he threaten her? Did he extort her? How much money was she paid and who paid it? Obviously, he didn't because he had no money. This is all going to come out. This is something that will bring down the house on the fake news media side. Again, fake news media side that will link them directly to the DNC. And here's the thing. This is where the fake news 
should say, you know what? We messed up. We were riding the wave. We're firing these people. We did this. We own it. It's never going to happen again. You don't hear any of them saying that. Instead, they're doubling down. They're doubling down because they still think they're protected. Man, you can't be protected because you're not the news anymore. We are. That's the way it is. They create these echo chambers that are popping. Nobody wants to be in an echo chamber anymore. Not even the insane foamers, you know, of the left want to be in your echo chamber anymore because that's how far gone you are. It's like Cameron Brown pushing his little toddler off the cliff. That's how far gone you are. You're like off the cliff right now. That's where you are. So what people need to understand is, is that this is one of the best things we'll see. Um, Jesse Smollett's attorney was actually on Good Morning America today. And she told George Stephanopoulos that they're mulling a lawsuit against Chicago. Like, look how they are doubling down on this. Like, this is no joke. Take a listen. Let me, let me see if I can play this quickly. Let's see. You've said clearly you think the police are not telling the truth about Jesse. Are you going to sue? We're weighing our options now. For Jesse, what's really important is he really just wants his career and his life back. Again, he did not ask for any of this. He was a victim of a crime. This has completely spiraled out of control and become a political um, event at this point. And his goal and focus right now is just getting his life back on track. He has not even started healing from the initial attack because he's been dealing with everything that's happened since then. I don't know. I mean, we're, we're shocked at the mayor and the police superintendent doubling down yesterday when the prosecutor, after a dispassioned look at the evidence, realized that this does not hold up and chose to voluntarily dismiss all counts and expunge his record. Um, so at this point, we're going to weigh our options and see and see how this develops. From the horse's mouth, guys. And I said it, didn't I? I totally said it. Think about it. How would you have a plea deal when you've got the check, you got the admittance, you followed them, you've got the text, you got the phone records, you've got everything. You've got the fake letter, drawing, sad drawing, supposedly threatening him. You've got video footage of them buying the equipment. You got everything. Why would they plea? See, they're the ones doubling down. This segment on Good Morning America, geez, right? How far gone is Stephanopoulos to just have that on there and not say, well, hold on a second. Didn't they have the check? He paid them by check. Don't we have the CCTV footage? How is he a victim when he planned it? See, no one's asking these questions because they don't care on the left, like the really far gone ones. The other people in the middle are like, well, hold on a second, man. This isn't good. He apologized. You know, he got fired from Empire. So what, they want to rehire him at him? No one's going to rehire him. You know, guys, President Trump is in control now. This is all a facade, a distraction. This is something that should make you think twice when you open up, you know, any article, when you watch TV, when you listen to the radio. Think of the actual facts. Like, we have gone from facts 
to just pure emotion. And I have been so upset to see all these people on the right, even saying this is a, oh yeah, look at all these pictures. He's got these. Yeah, he does. His plea deal had nothing to do with that. This is why it was quickly put into court, quickly sealed and stamped. No judge would throw away their career. This guy just started his career. He's 54. He just got on the bench. Albeit he's an Obama appointee, whatever. He's not going to throw away his life. Because that will not turn out well for him. This is why it's sealed. Because not even Jesse Smollett's lawyers, I don't think, have all the full details. Or maybe they do and then they're just pandering on that because that was part of the deal. You know, some crazy deals. Like, And I know everyone's like, this is ridiculous. He still should go to jail regardless of giving us these sharks that are going to take down the house. I get it. And he will on other charges. There's going to be other charges. Remember, mail fraud. Remember, inter-country um, communications. Remember, CNN's role in this. Come on, guys. There's going to be other charges. And these are going to be surprise booms that come in as the elections heat up. Oh, which, by the way... CNN, and we'll talk about this uh, in the next half hour about, you know, these electoral candidates and how they're being propped up and how much panic there is in the mainstream media because they don't have a candidate yet. They don't. But I've already told you who's going to be their sweetheart in the end because everyone else is a clown. At least that person owns their narrative. And like I said, next half. For now, let's just all realize, okay, and this is a little bit of gloating. I was right. And when this all comes out, you'll all see that in the end, justice will be served, but not in the way we want it. And I said that last week about, you know, the high profile arrests that we're awaiting for, the high profile indictments we are waiting for. I've been saying it for a long time. It's not going to come the way you think it's going to come. It's, you know, I would love to have Hillary Clinton be paraded down the road on Fifth Avenue, New York, and people ringing bells, screaming, shame, shame. It's not going to happen, though. First, we need to take out their base, and that's the low-level connections they have. This is how they topple down, because those low-level connections will flip on a dime. When Avenatti is looking at 100 years in for multiple, multiple crimes, for treasonous actions, and they are treasonous, especially if he got money from someone outside of the United States. Hey, Michael, if you're listening, hey. So that's that's where we need to just sit back, grab your popcorn and watch this all come down. This is how it's going to pan out slowly and with a lot of exciting things happening. I mean, the first excitement was the Varsity Blues, Aunt Becky Huffman indicating to the left. Remember, because we need those far leftists. To see that those people that they've propped up to be their heroes and their voice in in a land of, what do they call it? Old white men that are rich, right? We need them to see it our way. And this is how you do it. First, Varsity Blues. Now this happened, and this was an unexpected surprise, okay? Because it happened in the past, you know, just in the past 
two, three weeks that this was done. So we need to understand just how awesome this is. It's coming and we're doing it in the right way because we need the left to be with us in the middle. We need them to understand how they've been duped by all of these people that they supposedly look up to because they're social justice warriors when they're not. They're worse than, you know, the image that they push of these old white men that are ruling. That's not the case. It's these evil, nefarious, rich, you know, panders. You know, a lot of people have been quiet lately, and that's something that we'll get into in the uh, second hour. People like Diane Feinstein, you know, we haven't heard a lot from her yet, right? Uh, lately, she's been super quiet. Uh, there's something brewing, and I think it's coming on Friday. And this one isn't going to be one of those fun things of the people you love to hate uh, get taken down. Um, this is going to be one of those, whoa. It started and it is going to start because these connections that are being exposed, like through this Jesse Smollett, uh, you know, hoax and plea deal are just the tip of the iceberg to get tongues wagging and people saying, man, this isn't right. I mean, I don't like Trump, but this doesn't seem right. It feels wrong. It looks wrong. And, um, I don't know, man. Trump is starting to make sense. This is exactly what's happening right now on the left. So the next one will be more politically aligned, which will show things in a different light, which hopefully will attract the left to follow real news, Uh, you know, because facts do matter. And, um, you know, the more it like... The more people speak out together in concert, the stronger the voices. For me, yesterday, I was watching some of the comments. People were calling me a conspiracy theorist, crazy, like, oh, my God, she said that Justice Mullet's going to sue Chicago. So dumb. And it's like, yeah, who's dumb now? The thing is, is that these people need to start looking at where it's going and where it's coming from. So phones were tapped. Texts were taken. And it's all coming down. See you all in a few. Hello, my fellow patriots. My name is Michael Flynn Jr. and I am the proud son of General Flynn. Your support of the last two years has been incredible and will never be forgotten. If you'd like to continue supporting General Flynn, you can donate to our Legal Defense Fund. Any donation is welcome. To donate, go to www.mikeflynndefensefund.org. Thank you, and God bless America. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switch to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it. But we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855 700 2978 
That's 855-700-2978. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My Pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable My Pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My Pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. My Pillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. My Pillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. My Pillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code REDSTATE. That's one 800 961-9194 promo code red state put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow the most comfortable pillow you will ever own for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world visit mypillow.com Welcome back to the second half of the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. Remember, you can always follow me on Twitter and Gab at Tori underscore says. I have, um, uh, obviously, and I said this yesterday too, I've, uh, I haven't been giving a lot of love to Gab lately. I've been having like serious issues with my communications. Like on Twitter, I am seeing DMs coming in, but it keeps saying can't retrieve messages. I'm like, oh my gosh, did I get suspended or something? But it's not. So they're kind of coming in, but not. And it could be the algorithm too. Um, you know, my email is under attack. I'm not getting emails. Um, and then they're like all come in. So I'm, I'm a little bit, um, censored on the tech side. I think it's pretty weird or it could just be all these changes that they're doing. But anyway, um, I want to say that what we are going to be experiencing in the next, you know, eight weeks is going to be a high that one cannot explain. For all of you that have been frustrated from day one, and I'm talking about, you know, the real, you know, insane President Trump supporters, uh, you know, that will never talk, you know, they will support him even if he shoots someone in the middle of the street. Um, but I want everyone to be careful because like the barrage of things that I saw go on Twitter yesterday because of this Jussie Smollett thing, you know, showed me that even people that I thought were grounded and more middle to have an objective point of view were just on the extreme end. And instead of realizing that, you know, we're just doing exactly what the liberals are doing, uh, but, you know, obviously it's more warranted. 
we need to always take it back a notch because our president isn't a Republican and he's not a Democrat. Remember that. He said it himself. He's a conservative. And what conservative people do is, yeah, we get a bit giddy, right? I mean, I couldn't stop smiling yesterday with this Jesse Smollett thing. Uh, Someone actually texted me and said, I picture you like that you know, smile of a crocodile, like from ear to ear. That was super funny because that's exactly how I was like that fat cat in Alice in Wonderland with the big smile. That was me. Chester the cat, right? That was me because it was like, oh my gosh, this is so genius. We are taking the floor out from under them and people are going insane. But like I said, I've been looking to see where people are taking a step back and saying, wait, wait, hold on a second. It's not about connections because you know that doesn't fly. You know that won't fly. And we're seeing the Chicago PD filing for federal investigations. Guys, this is all, you know, kind of like a, a they, they have the right to do it, but they also have insider information. And, you know, everyone's saying, oh, this is outrageous, you know, Uh, you know, like Axelrod and other people that are part of, you know, the rectal area of Obama. Um, They all, you know, have no knowledge of what's going on because nobody can see these sealed documents. Nobody. Nobody can see what was done. Nobody. Probably even not. Jesse Smollett's lawyer. Maybe she is, and she's just using it for the benefit of her client. So what we need to understand is, yes, there was corrupt tactics. Yes, it was, you know, nepotism style, you know, you've got my back, I've got yours, let's save our person tactics, which shouldn't be allowed when this is an open shut case. But Nevertheless, if it's so open, shut. We have all of this. We've mobilized global and domestic enforcement arms and intelligence communities. Then you need to understand that there's something else there. So everybody needs to kind of take it down a notch. I'm so upset that I see people, oh, yeah, look, picture of him. We already know that. Nobody cares. We don't care about this case. This is a nothing burger. Him going to jail for setting up this hoax is not as satisfying as getting the people we're getting through Avenatti and Gragos. Understand that. He's going to get his in another form. It's kind of like how they wanted to get, you know, other criminals and they couldn't, but they got him on, you know, taxes. Right. That's what they do. They come at you with stupid stuff uh, because they can't prove the actual criminal stuff that you could do. Think about it. And this is what you need to understand that, that 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 there's something else going on that we don't see. And I've said this before. The president has been doing things before he was even president. Remember, he had a team before he even came down that escalator ready to go. The team that he collected, and remember, a lot of those people on his team when he first came on were clowns. Some had slipped through the cracks, even fooled me too. And he got rid of them and you were like, well, why would they, why would the president get rid of them? Uh, You know, they're pretty, you know, pro-America, America first. Yep. Because, you know, there was something, there's something called tequila. 
and I'm not saying that they've uh, they've done takia, but takia is, uh, you know, uh, a term that Muslims use that allows them to lie so they can trick you into thinking that they're your friend, and then they stab you in the back, kind of thing, right? So this is what those people did. Pay attention to who left and who's loud. You know, because if you're gone, you better MAGA hard because I'm going to come for you. And be careful because it's all going to come out when you start to get dodgy on me. And we're seeing a lot of that happen. And then there's those that left and just went into the shadows doing things. So we, we need to be a little bit more focused on what is going on. Focused on how it's going. Because... We are being attacked from all sides. We have the fake news coming in, revisiting things, bringing other things up, manufacturing things to distract us. What we need to do is keep our heads on straight. So um, I thought it would be a little bit of a fun thing to do, which is we should all take a look at Minnesota. So today there was a tweet that went out by... um, Let's just, this is, this is like funny, but it's not funny per se on what's going on. Um, but it, it, like when I saw it, I thought it was something from like the NPC daily or Babylon B or, uh, you know, um, uh, the onion. He tweeted that there are, you know, there was a law in place in Minnesota, a nanny state law, and I hate these laws. They tell you, wear a seatbelt or you get a fine. Why? If they don't wear a seatbelt, they die. And sooner or later, people stop doing it. I can't stand nanny states. So now they're like, you can't hold your phone hands-free and it's, and you know, they're writing this law. And then they decide three months after it was introduced to tweak it and add a a little sentence that says, well, if you wear a hijab, it allows you to use a piece of clothing or apparel on your head to hold your phone. And you know what I was thinking? Seriously, and I put it in there kind of humorously, like, are they inferring that all, you know, hijab wearers can't afford the latest technology phones with Bluetooth? Or are they just inferring that they all have burner phones? And we know why people buy burner phones, secret conversations, they're notorious for ISIS recruiting, and for setting up, setting off remote bombs, right? So this was actually comical, but also scary. Because Think of it. Minnesota has slowly uh, crept um, into this, you know, identity crisis where are they an American state or are they a Sharia compliant state? All their laws seem to be bent for some religion, almost as if they're a protected class. I didn't know being Muslim is being a protected race. You know, it's not a race. It's, it's a religion that people go by. So, you know, I wrote this little piece. Um, it's on Tori says.com. I took it more of a comical route because it's so devastating. Sometimes we need to use humor, um, to talk about things that are just so concerning. Uh, it's, it's really concerning now. Um, on that note, I guess we have to say Laura Loomer was right. Uh, she was the one that said, hey, um, 
they're all, you know, complying. This is like creeping Sharia in, uh, you know, Minnesota. Uh, they're changing their laws. There's little Mogadishu. I mean, we've got FGM, right? It's a, it's a bunch of stuff that's going on in Minnesota. And the thing is, you know, the governor now is going to sign this bill and uh, put it into law. Remember, his advisor is the care chapter president. Like, guys, this, this isn't stuff you can make up. This is reality and facts. So I, I just thought it was something that people need to pay attention to, these little, little, little changes in law. And obviously the article has a picture of a woman with underwear on her head, right? Uh, just to make it more funny because in essence, if you do have a piece of underwear and it's securing a cell phone in the state of Minnesota, that's legal. So whatever. Um, you know, and I also asked the question, you know, what about the burqa wearers, right? Don't they have like that mesh on their eyes? Doesn't that obstruct the view? Is that in the legislation? Because I mean, seeing and being able to see is important when you drive. So are they going to put an exemption there, uh, making them use some high grade, grade mesh or disallowing mesh and that they have to have their eyes exposed? This is how ridiculous this is getting. It should be like, yo, no holding your phone, no eating burgers, no putting on your makeup while you're driving, uh, you know, because they want a nanny state. They want people, they want the police to tell them and keep in mind, these laws only apply for the people. Because if you see a cop holding a phone or eating a burger or donut or drinking coffee, no big deal. He's not going to get fined, but you are. But anyway, I thought I'd mention that um, because these are little, little, uh, you know, snapshots of different areas of our country that are just showing the health of the nation, just how, like we're multi-directional. We have no unified direction as a country. What we stand for, what our laws should be, you know, we've got more nanny states, more pro-life states now. These heartbeat bills are coming in, which is great to see. Uh, it's great when we sanction life. I applaud it. I embrace it and I love it. Um, but then we also have those extremists like the state of Oregon who decides that, you know, you can withdraw tube feeding and starve a patient, you know, if you want to and you're their care. Caregiver. And now New Jersey is trying to implement a law of voluntary euthanasia, voluntary termination of life. But remember, it's not just you. It's not you saying, okay, I want to commit suicide. Give me 11 needles or give me 11 shots of whatever and I'll kill myself. It's not just you. It's giving the option to your caregiver. That means, you know, if say my husband hated my guts and I had a stroke and for like, you know, three weeks, I can't make decisions, but he's my healthcare proxy and he hates my guts, you know, he can then go ahead and, you know, voluntarily put me down because I can't speak because that's what I'd want and he's my healthcare proxy. You get what I'm saying? Not that my husband hates me. He loves me. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that is where it's going. We've got states that are trying to embrace and promote the sanction of life and we have others that are eager to take it away and give power to people to take it away. So props to Sarah Palin who had once said that we are on the road of having death panels. She was right a hundred percent, a hundred percent correct on that. And this is where we're going. So 
That is actually the news, okay? That is the news. Now, if you focus on what our president has been tweeting out, let me pull up his feed. You'll see where he's taking us and what directions in regards to conversation. He's talking about the fake news media. So his latest tweet, which is from over 15 hours ago, is that the fake news media has lost tremendous credibility with this corrupt coverage of the illegal Democrat witch hunt of your all-time favorite duly elected president me (laughs) love it uh tv ratings of cnn and msnbc tank last night after seeing the Mueller report statement fox news up big uh i don't know about that i'm not with fox and i know that he's trying to maintain them because he does have a few people that are still the voice of the people like tucker you know who with donna brazil had a great banter and i and i like lou dobbs i really like him i mean he's a dinosaur but he's a pretty consistent dinosaur so he's just been talking about the media and i'm of the notion that this Giragos avenatti thing will really come to the forefront here when we're talking media I think this will be a lot of fun to watch. And, uh, you know, that's that's the best response uh, that we can get on that. I, I think it's it's pretty awesome. Now, um, I was sent an article that was written by Michael Moore, who I love. Uh, you all know him as Thomas Paine where he put it out there saying that, you know, they already had, um, you know, the Mueller report completed um, earlier than what they say, right? That it was done like before the elections, before the 2018 elections, but no one released it. Now, this being leaked and coming out means that this is part of why they were, this is, this is in part, justification and validation of the notion that the Mueller investigation was simply put to do what? Stymie the president's agenda, period. That is exactly why it was in place, to disallow him to grow our nation, to disallow him to... um get the people empowered and happy and and just having an optimistic view of our um, current direction as a nation, as a whole. And this was just to do that, create this divisive, uh, you know, environment and uh, push the notion that there is no good coming out of President Trump, even though you all have jobs, even though the stock market says different, even though you're keeping more of your money. I mean, remember, the fake news were so fake that they were telling people, oh, my gosh, this tax thing wasn't a good thing because you're getting less money back on your return. Uh, of course you are because you were paying less. So if you used to pay $1,000 and you got $100, but now you're only paying $100 and getting 10 that would make sense. But see, the media wanted people to think that President Trump is the worst thing that ever happened. Which further f- reinforces the notion of this collusion of the fake news media, the people that orchestrated this Mueller investigation, and so on. And speaking of special counsels, speaking of special counsels, 
you saw how Lindsey Graham, who I've told you many, many times before, first of all, he comes from South Carolina. Anything coming out of South Carolina, you dismiss immediately. Every single person that comes out of there, dirty. I don't care. You know, they could be the clean. Nope. Just because you're from there, I'm not even going to look at you. But listen, Graham is a black hat. He is playing both ends. Did you guys see how he said that we should have a secondary special counsel? He dropped that. And he's saying that he's going to do it for, you know, Lynch or Hill uh, or Hillary and, you know, that camp. No. Special counsels have a specified focus, right? But the thing is, like we learned from this special counsel, the only purpose they actually serve is to destroy evidence connections and communications that may be compromising. So the reason he dropped it now, he's not really pushing it hard, but he dropped it now was because of what I said is to come. There is going to be a point where William Barr will recuse himself. And because of his recusal, this is a repeat because of his recusal, this secondary council will be on the lips of every establishment conservative around. Our president may even entertain the idea to smoke out the clowns because this recusal that will occur can only, they will tell you, be remedied with a secondary council. Now, the president doesn't want a secondary counsel because secondary special counsels, special counsels, special investigations, all are independent. Yes, inferior officers and limited scope, but it's what they do during that time under cloak and dagger because very few people have access to it is what the problem is. Remember, because of this secondary counsel, this Mueller investigation, we do not have the communications of January 2017 between Barack Obama's team, the, the, the chief justice of the Supreme Court, Chief Roberts. We don't have the communications of how they entrapped Comey. We have falsified 302s because they're gone. They're missing. They were misplaced. They didn't get done. So they provided one that was, you know, backdated, you know, to 2016. This is, this is why we don't do special counsels. I mean, those should be gone in the first place. Whenever there's an investigation being done under, you know, uh, secretive ways and it is targeted in any way to any administration, it leads to trouble. There should always be full transparency and accountability. Kind of like I said on the Parkland thing, look at what Florida is trying to do. They're trying to make sure that anyone who is shot, murdered, or commits suicide, that every single shred of evidence, either that be a body cam, um, you know, video footage, pictures, audio, autopsies, uh, interviews, interrogations, all of that is supposed to stay under seal. This is a problem. 
this growing notion that only under secret investigations can we get the truth. Now, covert investigations is a totally different story. Covert investigations, like the one that we had on Jesse Smollett through the intelligence community and the FBI, where there were limited amount of persons acting on it, but with extensive paper trail is one thing. But when you get a room of people that don't talk to anyone else and all the information stays within them with highly secured national security letters, you know, the NSLs and subpoenas and NDAs, there it gets murky. Because it only takes two individuals to back each other up to the rest of the, what, 10 individuals in the room and destroy evidence, obfuscate, manufacture, insert, whatever. So I need you guys to keep your eyes open um, and pay attention to those that are asking for the secondary counsel. Watch how he dropped it now. And it's going to come back kind of, you know, through April, he's going to be discussing it. We might even see the president be like, yeah, you know, I might entertain it. Why not? And that is the cue um, that they're waiting for, that the president say something. So that way we could see the rhinos come out and support it. The same rhinos that kind of helped on the veto override yesterday. Did you guys see? I mean, they lost. They needed two-thirds of the House, but they were pretty, almost not really, but they were almost close. They lost it. And I had said it. I had said it, and I got so many messages saying, there's no way the president vetoed it. They're not going to challenge it. Uh, No, but they did. And yesterday they voted on it because that is how they roll. They're corrupt. You guys, this is the way corruption works. They tell you, it's like, look at this hand, and they're smacking you with the other one. So, Or their feet. They could show you both hands, but they've got their feet. So we need to be a little bit more... um, objective when we see things. And I know all of us want to jump into the emotion, you know, and be like, yeah, totally winning. Yes. But win with some popcorn and a big smirk on your face and take it in and don't jump in and don't bite in. We already knew Jesse Smullett is related to Kamala. We already knew that he was part of the, I mean, there's video of him swinging around with Michael on stage and dancing. We saw that. We know it. Of course they were going to come to his rescue, but that was before he was charged. Right. That was when he was a victim. It's what happened after he was charged because that came at them like a ton of bricks. They were not expecting that because they had no idea that the good guys were actually looking into this. You know, Chicago PD has very capable police and I feel so bad for them. You know, they were, they stole their thunder, man. This would have been like open shut. Look what we did. We got everything. This is, uh, and we just stole their thunder. It's like, it's like you working really, really hard to make like this sandcastle, you know, that is so intricate with windows and people and chairs inside. Like it looks amazing. And then this wave just comes in and trashes it. And it's like, yeah, it didn't happen. Don't worry about it. And you're just like, but I didn't even take a picture. Like I can't even say, wow, I'm proud of myself. I did that. We did great work cooperating with all these agencies, and we did that. They took away that thunder, and they'll be taking a lot more thunder away from a lot of people when it comes to a lot of things. So after this break, we're going to break down Diane Feinstein, what Barr is doing, and what we should be expecting today, tomorrow, and especially Friday. We always love Fridays, don't we? So I'll see you all just in a few after this short break. And I'll also announce my upcoming guests. 
Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says. For the next hour, I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, news. Real news. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tory Sess Show. <clears throat> I'm your host, Tori. Remember, you can always follow me on Gab and Twitter at, tw- at Tori underscore says. I also have a Facebook page, Tori says, but you can always find me interacting and talking on the Red State Talk Radio group page on Facebook. Join it. There's a lot of great content we share, a lot of um, discussions. Um, So I thought I would just start just to show you how much panic is going. Uh, We saw that uh, George... Stephanopoulos was uh, pushing the idea that Jesse Smollett was innocent. But now I just wanted you guys to see that um, on CBS this morning today, uh, Michael Avenatti reared his head talking about uh, how uh, the facts are on his side. Take a listen, because this is really, really interesting. Celebrity attorney Michael Avenatti tells CBS News he is nervous and scared about the possibility of going to prison, but denies he did anything wrong. Avenatti is charged in New York with attempting to extort tens of millions of dollars from Nike. He is also charged with bank and wire fraud in California. Jerika Duncan spoke with him in an interview you will see only on CBS This Morning. Jerika, good morning. Good morning. He wanted to get his side out. Now, if convicted both cases, in both cases, Michael Avenatti could face up to nearly 100 years in prison. So we sat down with him less than a day after he was released on $300,000 bond. He maintains his innocence and told us he believes he'll be exonerated. Prosecutors are saying that you committed extortion, that you committed wire fraud and bank fraud in California. Did you try to extort Nike for millions of dollars? No, and any suggestion is absolutely absurd. Nike knew from the very first moment that I had any contact with Nike 
that I was insisting that the truth about what Nike had done be disclosed to federal prosecutors and investigators. What is the truth? The truth is, for years, Nike and its executives. Wait, before we hear it, let's just um, take a moment for a second. Right after he was released, it was released that they had him on video and audio demanding that they pay him, you know, what is it, like 10, 15 or $20 million and then pay his client, which is undisclosed on the indictment. But I'm of the fact that it was Jussie, just do it, one and a half million. But take a listen to what... um what he's what he says now he's telling everyone what nike has done we already know how corrupt they are but take a listen have been funneling payments to amateur players high school players and to their handlers and family members in an effort to get them to go to colleges that were nike colleges and ultimately hopefully to the nba so they could sign a shoe deal with nike but federal prosecutors maintain a different version of the truth. Avenatti was not acting as an attorney. A suit and tie doesn't mask the fact that at its core, this was an old fashioned shakedown. They allege Michael Avenatti attempted to use his platform to blackmail the apparel giant. The complaint does suggest that you asked for up to $20 million, 1.5 for your client, uh, and at least $20 million, and that you requested you be retained to do an internal investigation, and that if not you and they hired someone else, you stand to make more money. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not going to get into the specifics of this, but what I will say is the way this has been framed is not accurate. It's just not accurate. And in fact, from the very first... Wait a minute, but the indictment actually says that that's what he said. He said, you will take me on as your lawyer so that I can make this all go away and cover it, or else I'm going to tell everyone and I have a client that you're going to pay $1.5 million to. And listen, what Nike does, you know, throwing money at like, you know, athletes in high school, you know, saying, dude, um, here's some free gear, here's some money, uh, you could go to college, apply to this one, they're the ones that buy our stuff, I see the next Michael Jordan in you, okay, isn't that bad, but it's kind of along the lines of Varsity Blues, right? So think about it, I mean, if you had a brand or, you know, I have a brand, right? Supposedly. So I'm the Tory says, obviously, if I see someone that's doing great threads and stuff, I'm like, yo, come and write for Tory says. And by the way, yeah, if you like digging and you like, you can, uh, you know, submit anytime you want on the page. I'm all for it. But pay attention. So he's trying to make something that we know happens and it isn't right, but it's not actually that wrong as into something huger. He was trying to extort them because he would paint it uh, in a worse light. So listen to how he continues on this, on how it was painted wrong. First moment that we had any meeting with Nike, we made it clear that under no circumstances would we participate in anything that did not require full disclosure to investigators and the federal government. What about the case in California? You've been charged with wire fraud, bank fraud. 
there were comments, you know, in that complaint saying that you tried to embezzle or you did embezzle $1.6 million from a client you represented. The client who is accusing me of embezzlement is currently on felony probation in California. You know what he was convicted of? Multiple counts of obtaining money under false pretenses. It turns out, and I didn't know this at the time, that he has an extensive... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Listen to what he said, okay? Because I just want to show you how much panic there is. And it's being showcased on CBS, which is super funny. He's saying, oh, it's my client. Here's where the attorney-client privilege is no longer a privilege. Oh, he was dirty, and the fact that I skimmed money off of him because he was dirty shouldn't really be a problem because he was dirty anyway, so why trust him? Just trust me because I'm honorable, and I'm Michael Avenatti. Of criminal background and rap sheet associated with his conduct. So again, nowhere does that appear in the complaint. So there's going to be a lot of evidence. There's going to be a lot of facts that are come, going to come to light. You're facing, if convicted on all of these charges, up to the rest of your life in prison. Are you nervous? Well, of course I'm nervous. Are, I mean, you, are you scared? Are you concerned? I mean, tell us, I guess, as someone who, again, has a history of representing people and now you're on the other side, facing some serious charges. Um, I am nervous. I'm concerned. I'm scared. But you also seem confident. I am confident because I believe the facts are on my side. Before we hear the closing statements, he is confident because he's got a lot of dirt on a lot of people. So you better be sure that he is calling in favors. Guarantee you he stopped off at Walmart and bought himself a few burner phones. But, you know, with technology these days... We don't need to tap your phone. We could just stand proximal to you, even sometimes a hundred yards away from you and listen to the whole conversation. So he is sweating. He should be sweating. And maybe he should go and do what Comey did. Go look at the Pacific Ocean and ponder. Maybe go to the Redwood Redwoods and ask questions and wonder if there's blue curtains where you're going. Uh, take a listen to how he finishes this off. His confidence comes from dirt. Remember, he's one of the fixers that the deep state has. Take a listen. In a statement, Nike tells CBS News when it became aware of Avenatti's, quote, plans to extort the company, it immediately reported it along with information he shared to federal prosecutors. Nike says it has been cooperating with the government's investigation into NCAA basketball for over a year and encourages Avenatti to share any information he believes he has with the government. So here's where a little bit fake news came in. So Nike is not going on the record saying what they did. It was actually the FBI that cooperated with them. And if you read the indictment correctly, it was the FBI that got them to agree to video and audio tape this and to also transcribe all... Uh, not to record all conversations they had with Mark Garagos, who is of the fact that, oh, um, Avenatti is my client, um, you know, who was essentially, from what he's saying, going for an interview to push himself and become, you know, Nike's lawyer. But if you read the indictment, it kind of says this was a shakedown. Mark Garagos, who is also, guess what? The attorney not only of Jesse Smollett, but of of Colin Kaepernick, right? So he already has a relationship with Nike, um, you know, sat down and said, yeah, you know, let's do this and you're going to 
pay my client. The thing is, when we see who Michael Avenatti's client is, this will all come together. So a little bit of fake news from CBS. Don't want to, you know, there always has been um, ongoing tips and stuff being submitted about, uh, you know, college basketball and reaching out to high schoolers, you know, kind of forcing them to go to one college and not another uh, pressures. But, you know, this is something that you would expect in this field. But listen to the rest of her closing statement here. In a statement, the NCAA said it will, quote, always welcome and first any firsthand credible, lawfully obtained and disclosed information of NCAA rules and violations. Did you hear that? Lawfully obtained and credible. Key words there, guys. Lawfully obtained. Meaning that Avenatti probably had information that was unlawfully obtained. That is the key word here. Unlawfully obtained. Now, uh, while the first hour was going... uh, Tim runs his at Tim runs his mouth, Tim Young, who is a um, who I'm going to have on as a guest. He's like a a conservative comedian. I can't wait to banter with him, uh, you know, on the air with you guys uh, tweeted out the fastest FOIA request ever where the Chicago PD released all evidence, all information regarding uh, the Jesse Smollett case. So people can see just how ironclad it was. There was no room for negotiation and plea deals. You know, no room, no room. You wrote the check. You hired these dudes. Here's their testimony. We followed them to Nigeria. You texted. You talked about it. You did it. End of story. And you pushed the idea of MAGA country. It was your idea to create a fake hate crime hoax. They put it out there in black and white so everyone can see that something else is there that they might not even be privy to, guys. They might not even be privy to that information. And this is possibly why they're so upset. Because when you have a covert operation to take down a big network of corrupt persons, not a lot of people are privy to that. So again, no judge would ever put their name on it with only five years on the bench and destroy their career. No judge would ever allow it and destroy their career. Think about it. He knows he's not protected. President Trump is president. It's not going to go away. Look at all the people looking to face many, many years. Look at all the people facing treason charges. You know, because and, and, you know, I think this is all down to the fake news. We're seeing it. If we can demonstrate without doubt, because right now, you know, the mainstream media is double downing on their fake news with what Sucker Zucker was saying yesterday. Oh, we just report the facts as we know them when there were no facts Um, and the perpetuation of this division and, you know, with the Covington boys and so many other things. If we can actually demonstrate successfully by the end of this summer, which is what's going to happen, that the mainstream media has been colluding with the uh, DNC, more specifically with the Democratic 
Socialist of America. And I point this out. I had done up an article about the DSA uh, when that Montana boy uh, decided to stand behind the president with his little rose. If you actually look into their uh, tax filings, you'll see that there's multiple of these chapters. And one of those chapters is linked to Obama for America slash Obama for action slash organizing for action. So we all need to look at the fine print and understand just how wide this network is. But I guess if you take away the thunder of them being credible... That will help us in 2020. It will, because it'll be like, this is all lies. I mean, the fact that they were all saying that Hillary won and Trump lost, you know, should have been proof enough, right? But the fact that they've been pushing this Russia collusion, they're calling everyone else a conspiracy theorist, calling people crazy for saying things like that. You know, and these are the same people that pushed one of the most historical and enormous in size because it was a global effort to propel this Russia collusion theory. Imagine how embarrassing it is. Imagine how the Russians are seeing it. Just imagine that. Imagine how they're laughing at idiots in America that believe this. They're just like, oh my gosh, they are so far gone. If Trump goes, they're going to be the easiest country to overtake. Think about it. They've embarrassed us. It's the fake news we're after, guys. The clowns like Clinton and maybe impeaching. We can still impeach 44. We can still impeach him. And, you know, it's kind of looking like we could quite quickly, too. This is where we're going. We are going to go after the mouthpiece and discredit the mouthpiece, make it so evident that they have no credibility whatsoever that anything they put out there, even if it's fact, won't even fly. They're done. They're done. And you know, in a crazy sense, because I'm totally not watching Fox anymore, I'll only watch watch parties with Tucker because I love Tucker. Um, and, and I'll watch Hannity whenever the Trump... You know, whenever President Trump is there, I'll watch it. But other than that, I won't because he was way too friendly with Donna Brazil. But think about it. Them bringing in these clowns um, to give the uh, illusion of balance uh, because all the others are going to go away. I kind of get I kind of get it in that sense. Yeah, let's bring on these clowns so we can give these mouthpieces uh, some balance because they're not going to be on the other channels because there won't be any other channels. Uh, Soon we're going to have Matto and the rest of them learning to code. And that comes from how we see Sucker Zucker made in his statements. I mean, he literally didn't even mention how CNN was pushing this conspiracy theory over two years. I mean, if you guys remember um, last December, was it uh, that Manu Raju, do you know that clown? Anyway, he reported that WikiLeaks had emailed Don Jr. for information about when they were going to release the emails. They said that. 
And, you know, they couldn't verify the date of the email. Uh, uh, you know, they said, I think it was like September 14th of 2016, but, um, you know, at that time, all the emails had been released by then. So it was really, really weird. Um, you know, how CNN also reported, you know, the mooch that he was under investigation for meeting with Russians, which wasn't true. And, you know, the mooch went on to CNN and, and they, you know, in, they were the that's the only time that they actually apologized for inaccurate reporting, wasn't it? I think that's the only time that they've said, oh, we made a mistake. You know, didn't they also said about Michael Cohen um, that he was telling, um, you know, the Mueller investigation that he had knowledge of President Trump uh, meeting with Russians. There was so much garbage being pushed. And the fact that Sucker Zucker, you know, is, you know, in his interview, if you guys can read it in the New York Times, they all like to put paywalls because they're so broke. Um, he was totally fine with the Trump Russia coverage, and he said it was totally appropriate um, to, you know, have 23 hours of it's 23 out of 24 hours in one day to keep saying, whoop, it's about to drop. Whoop, the walls are closing in. Whoop, he's going to jail. Everyone's going to jail, you know. Um, because, you know, the other hour was what? Commercials. And then he went on to say that they're not investigators, that they're journalists, and that their role is what? To report facts as they know them, which is exactly what they did. And it's like, hold on a second, dude. Journalists investigates, reporters report. So you are not journalists. You are reporters, you're parrots, you report, you report, you say things you are told. A journalist does their homework, asks questions, puts thought probe into it. They don't just say things because that's the facts as they know them. You know, I would have totally, you, you know how those uh, group of academics trolled uh, scholarly journals with fake social justice grievances. I totally love them where they like submitted papers, like chaining white boys in class and making them sit on the floor so they can understand white male privilege. And they published that as something scholarly. Well, I so wish that there was a group of people that would just get together and feed these, uh, you know, in an organized effort for an experiment to see just how much fake news, the fake news is willing to report um, without verifying it just because it'll give them clicks or people to view or something. But I mean, I guess that was done with the Mueller conspiracy, right? How Mueller was coming in and it's just, guys, this whole thing that's happening now, March and the beginning of April is all targeted to the fake news. We will bring them down like nobody's business. They're apologizing to people. They're um, propping up people they shouldn't, uh, you know, care, care, for example, has been propped up by them, which is really weird because, you know, they're saying that white supremacism and they keep using this word on CNN, which is crazy, um, you know, is putting jihad in a, you know, the jihadi and their jihad into a bad light. Like, who says that? 
who says that we are pushing Islamophobia? There is no Islamophobia. It's a fact of numerous jihadi groups like ISIS, Al Qaeda, Hamas, Hezbollah, Boko Haram, you know, Abu Sayyaf, and the Al Shabaab, you know, um, and the Taliban. These are terrorist groups. These are what are funding things like care. And yet, they're putting them on every single television in our nation. And not only that, they're being inserted into our local states as advisors, as commentators, um, driving laws. You know, in my little dinky state where there's 700,000 people, CARE has a chapter. Do you know that we even have an Islamic school of Fargo? That we have Islamic groups and they're a foreign, a foreign entity that's registered in dc that has chapters in every single state so if you go to your own state secretary of state and search for businesses just type the word islamic and you will see that they all care has a non-profit in your state collecting monies this is real stuff and these the these organizations are the ones that fund ISIS, Al Qaeda, Hamas, Hezbollah, you know, the Taliban and Al Shabaab. Let's not forget Ilhan Omar. It is said that her husband is linked to Al Shabaab. I am still waiting for USCIS to get back to me with the information that I requested. This is really important things. They're constantly trying to drive division and now they're using religion. You know, the color thing doesn't work. The white supremacy is just dumb. So now they're going into religion and this is why we're seeing an uptick of Christians being massacred, you know, um, radical Islamic you know, terrorists and radical Muslims, you know, taking people out, knifing people, bombing places, going everywhere and causing havoc because they want to cause this rift. They know that you're emotionally charged. And again, I say it, it's dangerous on our end. It's not just the leftist. Look at what's going on in our social media and how they're responding to a plea deal. People aren't thinking correctly. What kind of judge would allow a plea deal like this? It's not like Jussie Smollett really did community service look around he didn't do anything except for promote his career dancing singing and hanging out with really big people he did no community service he literally forfeited the 10 grand and that was the plea deal end of story for whatever he contributed to on a more covert level like why can't people even our on our side we have to be more level-headed because then that makes us no better than the left and if we're not level-headed at this stage imagine when they ramp up the heat for you know religious rift within our nation imagine when they dial it up we're all going to lose our mind so it's really important that we take objective views when looking at divisive speech divisive reporting and divisive behaviors even though we see that here we have clear injustice, we have to say, well, you know, no one's that insane to do it so transparently, especially with President Trump in office. Now, we, when we get back, we'll talk about Diane Feinstein and what's coming up.
Hello, my fellow patriots. My name is Michael Flynn Jr., and I am the proud son of General Flynn. Your support of the last two years has been incredible and will never be forgotten. If you'd like to continue supporting General Flynn, you can donate to our Legal Defense Fund. Any donation is welcome. To donate, go to www.mikeflynndefensefund.org. Thank you, and God bless America. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855-700-2978-855-700-2978-855-700-2978. That's 855-700-2978. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My Pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable My Pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My Pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. My Pillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. My Pillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. My Pillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code Red State. That's one 800 961-9194 promo code red state put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow the most comfortable pillow you will ever own for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world visit mypillow.com All right, guys. So uh, welcome back to the Tory Sess Show. So like I said, we're going to talk a little bit about what we expect, and we've been seeing it happen this week. And I really can't believe it's only Wednesday, super slow week, and I'm sure all of you agree. So let's talk about how this Avenatti, Smollett, and Feinstein come together. So as you remember, um, there was a Senate aide that was accused of doxing the Republicans that were supporting Brett Kavanaugh's confirmation hearing. We've all seen those pictures where Dianne Feinstein put her hand up against the wall and was bullying another member. Remember that, right? So here's the thing. The guy 
who was, you know, found to be doing this and doxing them uh, is actually tied very closely with Dianne Feinstein. Actually, his dad built a building that was named after Dianne Feinstein's husband. So she had, uh, you know, the Republicans at that point had said that she was the one that timed the leak of the sexual assault allegations against Kavanaugh um, to harm his confirmation hearing chances. And we all remember that it was in that August period where she got this email from Ford and sat on it and kind of really sat on it. And all these people started to move together. And we all remember how Avenatti was in on that one too. Right. All right. So, Now we have that um, Jackson Costco, he had taken a bunch of sensitive information from the Senate. So he took private information from the Senate. What's weird is, is that the judge, right, didn't allow the media to hear the details in regards to this stuff. So just so you know, this hearing was supposed to be done on a Thursday. um, But on Tuesday, they canceled it and said that they, you know, had a plea deal done and the plea deal. um, They're going to have a hearing um, if they sign this plea deal for April 5th. So in, you know, next week, uh, this will be signed as a plea deal. So another plea deal here for a guy who was crying, you know, and telling the judge, oh, my parents have money for private supervision and psychological help. Don't put me into the D.C. jail general population. I can't because this is a rich socialite boy that runs around owning people, uh, you know, Remember when Kavanaugh was uh, undergoing, uh, you know, his confirmation hearing, Costco, who was a former like IT aide, um, again, another IT aide, <laughs> what's going on? A wand, this. Anyway, he was, uh, he used to manage New Hampshire. And we all know little New Hampshire is very, very important um, for the elections. But anyway, he was uh, working with, um, Senator Hassan's uh, computers and stuff like that. Um, So anyway, he allegedly posted um, on Wikipedia uh, the addresses of all the Republican senators who supported Justice Kavanaugh. That's dangerous. Like, I'm not saying we can't find their address. I mean, all you could do is, like, follow them home if you want to. But they were literally docs. This is on Wikipedia. This is global. This is like, it's like someone putting my address on Twitter. That's a big no-no, which has been done. And Twitter didn't really take it off. But anyway, um, you know, he was caught doing it, according to the prosecution. Like, totally. And, you know, he even, like, said... To the person that caught him, you know, if you tell, you know, I'll just, you know, leak everything, Um, email, signal conversations, you name it, I'll put it out there. So this all came out in court um, on January 24th. And so he had so much information. We're talking like tens of terabytes of information. And so he was 
literally getting more information as he could, not just, you know, what he had gotten that one time. So um, they they got a plea deal, which is really odd. And I wonder, I wonder if this plea deal has anything to do with Feinstein. Because she's been very silent lately and not speaking. Remember, she was on the Judiciary Committee during this. We already know she timed these leaks. We already know she was in communication with Ford. We already know that she... um you know, had her do this lie detector test that was not monitored. It was totally independent, skewed. We already know all this. And so even the Republicans themselves said that Feinstein was the one that leaked the letter right before the confirmation hearing. So this plea deal indicates that she's implicated you know, Greg Costco, he's the CEO of Hathaway uh, Dinwiddie. They they build things. They're builders. They have a lot of money. They make they build um, tons of buildings. And like I said, uh, you know, they built a building and named it after Feinstein's hubby. Um, and he's even on the board of SFO, you know, San Francisco's uh, university, one of the university that's here. Do you get it? One of the universities under scrutiny for what? Oh, I didn't hear it. Varsity Blues. So um, we have to remember that he, his dad has stomped for a lot of the Democrats um, and, you know, Kamala Harris too, right? With Willie Brown. Let's remember, right? Willie Brown, Kamala Harris. So he's got dirt on her anyway. So he was like, so this, this staffer that is tightly linked to Diane Feinstein, who has been super quiet lately, who we have pictures of threatening someone who leaked this letter from Ford right before the confirmation, who had this guy in the Senate pulling sensitive data so they can blackmail, extort, and cause harm to any Republican that was supporting Kavanaugh, right? Had tons of information um before the confirmation hearing so remember it didn't just happen like overnight it's not like he went in there in august and stuck a thumb drive and downloaded everything he did it way before right and so that's where it's a little bit insane he even had like paperwork with official like senate letterheads and even though He's been caught. He still was trying to extort and threaten people while this was going on. And you have to remember during December and January, um, you know, this this was pretty heated up. This has been so buried that, you know, news reporters aren't even allowed in uh, the courtroom. And. You know, if the plea, when a plea deal happens, it's evidence of major crimes, major, major crimes. Like I said, what Jesse Smollett did were crimes. They were disgusting. They were horrible. But when you have a plea deal and it's behind closed doors and it's sealed, that can never be unsealed. It means we're talking about huge, major crimes of huge, major people.
Okay. So you have to understand this because now when this plea, we have to wait till April 5th. This is why I said April's showers are going to be incredible. Remember, Avenatti, what link does he have? Oh, Justice Kavanaugh chicks. Diane Feinstein, what does she have? This corrupt Ford chick and all of the other ones that came around and how she leaked the letter. Did she really get the letter or was it manufactured by Costco? These are all things. What if she manufactured it herself? Who paid Ford? Who created this narrative? Who did the homework? But here's the kicker. Do you remember how I said that in January, just when Costco was actually going to court, how I noticed two uh, representatives that haven't been voting. One of them was that crazy cowboy wearing chick, right? Another one was, remember? I said it. And Sheila Jackson, you know, they were all in on it. They have been found to be. And remember, Feinstein is in a lot more trouble. She's been accused of having a double agent, right? As her driver. Do you guys remember that? Do you remember how she had a Chinese spy working for her and she covered it up by retiring him, her driver? Do you remember that? And he never faced any charges. And, you know, the mainstream media obviously didn't cover it either. And nobody named him. And just, you know, and they say that, you know, that was her driver. Was he her driver? Here's where it gets interesting. Do you see it? This is how you unravel the fake news. And this is how you get the information. No way is a plea deal signed without major crimes, especially when it's sealed. The plea deal that Jesse Smollett signed will never be seen by anyone. Anyone. Super panic for them. Imagine Diane Feinstein right now, what kind of panic she's going through, knowing that Costco, who was crying to the judge, don't put me in the general population. They'll pay for private. Please don't make me, because he's going to jail. He signed one. Not yet, though. It has to be signed by April 5th. So will he commit suicide? Will he have an accident? Or will he sign it and we will see Diane Feinstein on the chopper, on the chopping block? This is how it happens, guys. And this is where you take the mainstream media and say, hold on, guys. You guys said it was no big deal. He wasn't a spy. He was just a driver when in essence, he wasn't. This is all going to come out. And you know what's going to come out? How the Judiciary Committee, the Democrats of the Judiciary Committee, colluded to put together this information. You know, in the middle is Michael Avenatti. And it's so crazy. So crazy, isn't it? He's under investigation. Garagos is under investigation. You know, Feinstein is under the scope. She's, she's probably going to have a heart attack just waiting for this. This is all coming down. This is her aid, her 
person, the person she gave access to the Senate to, who collected this information. Pay attention, guys. This is where it's going to get starting to get fun. You are thinking, Hillary, you're thinking, thinking struck. That's all coming in April. It's coming. It's coming. But now we got this. We got the people that were orchestrating this fake news, that were orchestrating these fake leaks, that were orchestrating doxing, orchestrating extortion and threats and how they colluded with the media. Because through this plea deal, you better believe that they're going to find out who Feinstein spoke to and how she leaked this letter to the media. It's all going to come out. I would almost say... That Costco leaked it to the media as her Senate aide, just saying. And this could be part of the plea deal. This is where the ride gets super fun. This is where the bad guys, the lower level bad guys, are held accountable. This is where the left says, oh man, that's really messed up. We were all for this woman and you guys paid her. Oh my God, you guys created this letter? Jeez, you went looking for people? Jeez, Avenatti, you're a really good digger and fixer. You went out there and you convinced her and you paid for it? Remember, who paid for that... Um lie detector test who chose the private company i thought she had problems in flying it not only did she fly to dc but then she flew somewhere else for a funeral or a wedding i don't know what it was it's like who did all this this is this is where it comes to a close they thought winning the house that they got something they got absolutely nothing because people are going to be plucked from the house one by one and we're going to have a lot of opportunities to put real patriots in no matter what party they say they subscribe to but nobody can be taken seriously if you go on the democratic ticket i mean who's going to take you seriously it's the party of corruption it's the party of infanticide it's the party of lies it's the party of selling out americans it's the party of child and human trafficking the party of drugs, the party of no sovereignty. Like, who really wants to side with that party? So if you're a serious candidate, don't even put a party name next to you because I don't even trust the Republicans. This is the way it's going to happen. Guys, this week is going to be fun because on Friday... We're going to be hearing on that camp because as April 5th approaches, even though it's under seal, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch them squirm. A lot of fun. You know, Feinstein, you know, complained. Um, she actually tweeted out just a while ago. I'm disappointed Republicans are saying that we need to move on before even seeing the Mueller report. Uh, weren't they the ones that said move on without and sign Obamacare without reading it? But we need to move on. Mueller report is done. She's like, after 37 indictments, six of whom were Trump advisor for nothing to do with Russia. And seven guilty pleas, surely spending more than a week on understanding what happened is warranted, uh, Diane. I would keep my mouth shut if I was you, because you're going down faster than a ton of bricks. Listen to what she says about the Mueller investigation, guys. Just listen to the audacity these people have. They're, the audacity is just ridiculous. Listen. Friday, Special Counsel Mueller submitted his report to Attorney General Barr. On Sunday, the Attorney General provided a four-page summary of that report to Congress and the American people. Unfortunately, 
the Attorney General's summary tells us little about what Special Counsel Mueller actually found. In fact, according to the summary, Mueller's office spent two years investigating with a team of 19 lawyers and 40 FBI agents and other professional staff. The Special Counsel issued more than 2,800 subpoenas, executed nearly 500 search warrants, obtained more than 230 orders for communication records, issued almost 50 orders authorizing the use of pen registers, made 13 requests to foreign governments for evidence, and interviewed approximately 500 witnesses. That is quite a record. The fact is that a four-page summary cannot possibly illuminate what this thorough of an investigation uncovered. I find it so disappointing that so many are rushing to judgment without being able to see the full report or all of the underlying facts. Well, here's where we're going to get some facts, Diane. Now, shifting gears, I want to bring your attention to how the feds have now infiltrated West Virginia with Secret Service. They have shut down a huge area of West Virginia on the interstate. And um, there is, it's down, uh, like it is backed up. This is breaking, um, you know, it said that it came about after a routine traffic stop. Now, what is going on in the area? Do you guys know what's upcoming on the East Coast? Maybe I shouldn't say it because it hasn't been publicized. So that'll probably, because only a few people know. So a routine traffic stop, secret service, widespread search. You know, if you listen to the police scanners, I saw a few go by. Uh, They're talking about some guy named Sean Spencer. The only thing that we can find on this Sean Spencer for now is that, um, you know, he had, if it's the same guy, he asked for money to get to New York so he can F stuff up um, from what I gather. We need to be paying attention to moves that are happening. What is going on soon? Remember, guys, pay attention because they are upticking. They're confident that things will go away. Remember, now they've lost it in the public area. So they are going to come. These attacks are going to be coming a lot harder and a lot faster. Remember that a lot harder and a lot faster. So if you see something, say something, you see it on Facebook, get on Twitter and tweet it out to secret service, email secret service, the FBI. And I would highly recommend just going online to the criminal division for cyber. You see anything, you say something because the The plans always have a nefarious side of them. They're trying to use their network and it's like they're, they're holding hands like they're meshed together. They will not give up one person because the other person has dirt. Avenatti is still on, you know, TV because, you know, he believes his innocence, his innocence. You know, I'm actually going to email him and say, yo, want to come on my show and let's talk because, you know, maybe he'll do that. He's desperate for someone to talk to him. So maybe he'll come to me. I'll email him right after the show and see if he'll come on. 
and we can have a candid conversation with Michael Avenatti and find out, you know, and call him out on his BS. I mean, worst thing he could do is hang up on me. I won't, you know, patronize him, but I'll ask him real questions. Because think about it, guys. If they have the audacity to come out so hard. Look at Diane. Why is she talking? She knows her goose is cooked. She knows that her right-hand man who did everything surrounding her illegal actions to, you know, over, you know, to, to, to smear Justice Kavanaugh is coming to light. She knows it's only a matter of time, yet she's still double downing, kind of like the mainstream media. So that means that they have alternative plans in place, which means that we need to be a little bit more careful and have our eyes and ears open. You know, this is a really big area that they shut down, guys. Really big area. West Virginia. In the middle of nowhere where people still live on school buses. So think about it. We've got an interstate traffic stop. Yeah, so coincidental. It was probably a patriot that saw something and said something, or maybe just a stroke of luck. I'm more of the fact, see something, say something. The uptick is high. What you have to know is that the state police, they won't say anything. They won't tell anyone if there's explosive involved, you know, and, um, you know, it could be a possibility that there were explosives because the area is so wide, you know, that they've closed it off so far off. Um, you know, ATF is on the scene. Um, Maryland State Police um, is involved. Secret Service is involved. This is huge. This is huge. So we're probably going to get an update on this some point today. So another Wednesday and it's hump day and it's like... How is it not Friday yet? So much is going on. And uh, what you need to understand is that the deep state is in pure panic right now. They will do anything. They will go to any length to keep people quiet and make their voices heard to the global scale of come and join us. We're dying here. Give us a bone. This is what they're doing, guys. They are pulling no, nothing is beyond them. Okay. At this point, legally and through the judicial system, through the Mueller investigation, through the OIG and Huber, they are done. Like I said, look, uh, Diane Feinstein is sitting there talking while she knows her goose is completely cooked, completely cooked. That plea deal may be under seal, but let's see how it works for Feinstein. She's on the chopping block now. So that'll only come if this guy signs the plea deal. If he doesn't sign the plea deal and provide the information that they want on Feinstein, there's no deal. He's going straight to jail. So this is his powerful and very rich parents against Feinstein in the deep state. So who's going to come out on top? Are we going to see people commit suicide again? Are they all going to get on a bus together and there's going to be an accident? Were these... Was this vehicle in West Virginia heading to shut people up? This is real stuff. People can say it's conspiracies, but how many times does it have, it have to happen before you see a pattern? How many names have to be put on the list before you realize what is going on? You know, in, in math and in statistics, when something routinely happens, it's called a pattern. It's called a fact and it's called evidence. This is how you map evidence with occurrences and frequency. So 
you heard it from me first. Feinstein's on the chopping block. And from today up until April 5th, there's going to be certain things that are going to be popping up. But after after April 5th, you better be sure that there's going to be indictments reigning. Because if he signs that plea agreement from now until April 5th, we'll probably have indictments coming out before that, just like we saw with the Jesse Smollett case. So keep your eyes peeled. Pay attention, and just so you know, next week, I've invited the President of the United States to be on the show. So we'll see if he um, comes on. I invited him a month ago. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. From all of us here at Red State, I wish you a great evening, a great Wednesday. God bless See something, say something. Much love from all of us here at Red State. Thanks for tuning in.